Today we are talking about careers and how we can help you figure out what best suits you and how to pick the right type of degree, college, and basically all things related to this topic. I feel like this information can be life-changing for teens. We have always wanted to discuss this topic. We were just waiting for the right resource for you, and we are thrilled to introduce her to you. Make sure to stay tuned because at the end we have some cool announcements and a giveaway. This episode is number 28, Hashtag Career Goals with Heather Glenn. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us on Becoming Today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and talk to you guys. And this is a passion of mine. So I'm super excited for this opportunity. Yes, we love having you. So Heather is actually a mom of five kids, two of which are teenagers. So we love having that experience as well. But she is a certified human resources professional with a bachelor's degree in human development and a certificate in education. All of this has been inspiring her to start a campaign to empower youth to take control of their future by focusing on their strengths. So Heather, you have an Instagram account that you've started recently and it's called Align Ambition. So will you tell us a little bit about maybe how that got started or what you're doing with that account? So when I was a teen, I really felt lost in terms of being able to identify what it was that I was good at, what I wanted to do. I sort of went through high school just kind of through the motions, and then it was sort of assumed that I would go to college, and I did. And once I got to college, I kind of thumbed through the catalog and just really felt blind as to what I was doing. And so I really, as my kids have gotten older, I've really wanted to help them have more guidance in terms of picking something that is true to who they are and um, help kind of eliminate wasted time and resources. So that's, that was really my driving force behind starting Aligned Ambition. It's brilliant and so needed. So yes. I think that that's honestly more common than not, that people struggled with figuring out what they wanted to do. And they ended up doing something, and a lot of times it did align or didn't align with what they had planned. But I would say, of the people I know, I think that it was more common than not that people weren't really sure what they wanted to do, and they were just picking things and hoping that it worked out. So, Yeah, I think a lot of times teens don't feel like they're ready and they think that it's a long ways off and they don't really need to worry about it. But in my experience, they are ready to talk about it. They are ready to start thinking about things down the road and the personality is already largely formed. And so it's really not too early to think about it. And 
I just really love the concept of your podcast and how you call it becoming because that's exactly what teenagers are doing. Young adults are doing, they're becoming. And I liken it to, you know, my kids experience with Halloween or like Easter, you know, every year they, for years, 10 years or more, they've done Halloween. They get up, you know, they get so excited to get dressed up and go trick or treating. And then it gets to that point where it's, like, you know, I'm kind of outgrowing these childhood things that I've been doing. I'm a little too old to go trick-or-treating. Yeah. So what is Halloween going to look like for me now? And what do I do now to celebrate Halloween? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just an example of how our youth, you know, we go through these transitions. And so you have three options. You can just say, well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to float. Exactly. Or I'm just going to hope something comes along and maybe somebody will ask me to do something. Or you can have a plan of what you want Halloween to be and how you want to celebrate it in the next few years. Maybe you want to scare all the neighborhood kids going around the neighborhood. Or, you know, maybe you want to do a haunted house with friends, but you have a plan. And I think that's one of the reasons why kids don't want to look at their future because they don't have something to envision. And that's what I want to help kids do is create a vision of who they want to be in the future. And so it kind of gives them something to work toward. And it's really exciting. Like, I can't even tell you how exciting it is, I think, for parents and also for the kids just to be able to feel a little bit more confident about the definition of who they are and what they have to offer and to be able to kind of articulate that to somebody else. And it gives them something to look forward to. That's such a good example, too, with talking about, are you just going to let it happen to you or are you going to do something about it? And that is something that, like, really happens in your life is that you kind of just let careers happen to you sometimes. Yeah. And if you get lucky, great. But a lot of people don't get lucky. (laughs) And then you get stuck doing something that you're not even interested in. You just did it to make some money. Right. Right. What a fun place to be. And that, I mean, that literally happens like when kids don't make a plan, you know, then eventually it catches up with them and they feel that's what happened to me. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way because that's exactly what my experience was. I got to the point where I needed to be more adult. I needed to make those decisions and I wasn't prepared to do so. Yeah. Oh yes. Same here. So what age range are you really focusing on with your work? As early as pre-teens, like tweens, I guess, are ready to talk about a lot of things, especially in terms of just generalities. And then really my, what I propose is really a long-term process. This isn't something you're going to sit down on a weekend and nail out. However, as kids get older, if they haven't done this and they're in their later high school years, I would say for sure by your junior year, you should be really looking at this. And my goal is for seniors to have like a senior signing day where they can write out exactly what it is that their goals are and what they want to do. That would be so powerful. My problem as a teenager is I really just didn't care. (laughs) I I just kept thinking, I'll worry about that later. Like that's not even something I need to have on my mind. 
I just wish I would have cared and given it more notice and attention. So why should the teens listening care? Why is that important that they care? I think that that's a great question. So first of all, we all enjoy the freedom that comes with getting older. And when we have more direction and we know what we want to do, it's going to give us more freedom and it's going to give us more confidence to explore different areas. It's just really exciting when you have a better vision of who you are. And so I don't expect kids to just automatically just really understand the gravity of this, but you know, one year into student loans and you start to understand the gravity of this. So for me, when I went to college, you know, it wasn't as much of an investment, but the cost of college is underneath housing. It's like the second biggest expense in the country. It's like more than credit card debt. It's crazy. I mean, it's just a great, it's a huge amount to leverage yourself and also time. And so I think kids are motivated by that fact alone. Just you don't want to be saddled with a bunch of unnecessary debt. And really with the way things are changing, you really do need to come into college with a pretty good idea of things that you're interested in doing. There are a lot of changes in the job market because of advances in technology and things like that. We're getting a lot of new kinds of jobs. So Artificial intelligence and robotics and all these things are just changing the workforce. So we have a lot of new types of positions that are coming available. We have a lot of new education opportunities. And some colleges offer some things and some colleges do not anymore. It used to be that you could go to college in one kind of, it was all traditional. They all kind of offer generally the same thing. And now some of these emerging jobs that are coming out there may only be a handful of universities and they're not necessarily prestigious universities, but if you have a better idea of what you want to do, you're in a better place to figure out how to get that job down the road. That's why you should care is because you want to end up doing what you want to do. Oh, I love that. So we saw a post of yours that totally blew both of our minds. We both have been talking about it separately with our families. And I think that this is really eye-opening to us and so hopefully as teens you can kind of see this as well but you posted about how we've been really doing things backwards where students like pick a college that they want to go to and then they get there and pick a major graduate and then find a job Um, but that really is backwards what you should be doing is figuring out your skill set and your values and your strengths and then figure out jobs and careers that fit that interest that you may have and then you really need to research those careers and then find programs that fit that and figure out which institutions actually offer that which I did not do that I did not do that and I know so many people did not do that you know we just were like I want to go to college here because I my parents went there or because it's really prestigious or because it's nearby our home or whatever but that is like mind-blowing to me personally I really feel very strongly I really wish that all high schools would would require a career explorations class and a college explorations class yeah I think that it's really such a disservice to have teens feel like they know what they're doing because you know I got into college I thought I knew what I wanted to do but I was in a really hard college and the major I wanted to do I was not going to get to that 
major. I just wasn't going to unless I wanted to not have a life. And I chose a life over straight A's. I had good grades, but not straight A's. And so then I changed my major to one thing and changed it to another. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't even go talk to a counselor until it was already too late. And I just had to graduate with what I'd already started in. Mm-hmm. And you know, luckily my, my college wasn't extremely, extremely expensive, but oh my goodness, if I would have been paying for that for years and had wasted that time elsewhere, I would have been so disappointed. You would have still been paying it <laughs> yes, off probably. Yes. And I, and I'm so grateful for my education and I loved it. And I took career explorations in high school. I took it in college, but I didn't know what I was doing when I was in those classes even. And I didn't take advantage of like talking to my teachers and stuff like that. So yeah. And colleges are getting a little bit more savvy with this. They're really starting to bring some of those counseling career services, which I think is really good. It's not across the board, but there is starting to be more of that, which I think is really helpful. But when I research different reasons, top 10 reasons why people pick schools, I found about three or four different lists from various news outlets and none of them mentioned it offered the program that led to the job that I wanted. It was like football team. It was like uh, sorority friends. My parents went there, just all the things that you talk about. And I'm not saying this necessarily has to be the only reason why you go to college. Cause I get a lot of people arguing with me about this, but it should be on the list. Like it yeah. should be pretty high on the list. It should definitely be something that you're thinking about. And again, 20 years ago, college, the cost, maybe you could, you could say, well, it's worth it to kind of explore myself at college. The cost now, maybe you should try to think of another way to explore yourself. You know, some people have parents funding them and that's, a different situation by and large general population that is not happening so how do we do that how do you discover what you want to do who you are how do you even start that process yeah I feel like you know you're gonna get a lot of different people with different points of view on this and and what they feel I've done a lot of different personality tests in HR I've used a lot of different types of testing and assessments for teams and team building and for um, hiring. But um, when I did the strengths test that I use with my clients, it felt so accurate. And it's not 100% accurate. And I definitely feel like there's some flexibility in there to make adjustments. But it gives you so much language, especially for kids to identify like, yes, these are my skills, but this is how I can talk about it in an adult way. So when I meet with a teen and I ask them, what are your strengths? What are your talents? It's usually things that are very overt and obvious, like I'm really good at playing the piano. I'm, I like soccer. I'm pretty good at that. And those are great things. And you can, you know, potentially build a career around those things. But what I love about this strengths test is that it's talking more about your qualities that you have. And these are the skills that as you develop that are more helpful as an adult, not just in the workplace, but in relationships in general. And I love how it helps you understand how you think and what things you will be strong in. So there are other ways. That's the test that I prefer to use, but there are a lot of ways that we can use to evaluate strengths. If you don't want to take a test, there are a lot of manual ways that you can do it. 
that's, that's my starting point is looking at your strengths. And then it's three other things that I look at. One is values. And that's basically what you are, who you are and what's important to you. And that can be different from your parents. That can be different from your friends because we're all different. So, you know, I have a brother that loves to be in nature and loves the outdoors. And for him, having a flexible schedule and living in a certain area is more important than money or good schools even. That's his priority. That's what's important to him. And so that's something else that's been really awesome to see parents understanding and seeing their kids more for who they are and helping them to honor that and realize that, hey, maybe this child, even though I went to college and that was great for me, maybe this child should do something different or maybe not. I mean, maybe this child wants a different type of life and just giving them that space to kind of, again, look more toward adulthood and be who they are. It's really freeing and empowering, I, I feel like, for the kids and for the parents just being able to see what they put down on that test, realizing that their goals and their core values might be different than mine and letting them be who they are. It's a hard thing to do because as a parent, we want certain things for our kids. We have these kind of biases about what makes a good parent. I know I do. And I have these expectations of my kids that they should do certain things. And so for parents, it's a little bit of letting go of that. And for kids, it's Allowing yourself to say how you really feel, even if you feel like it's different from your parent. And that's the independent seeking that teens are going through. This is going to help them to establish that a little bit more in a real healthy way. So I definitely used to be in the mindset of, you know, after you go to high school, you go to traditional college. And I know that that really is not necessarily the solution for everyone. And from following you and kind of learning from you, you know, you're saying that there are a lot of other technical programs that are a great option for people. I mean, well, and like a lot of the like technical programs that are available, like, like, let's say you were a plumber and you were a good, you were an experienced plumber. You can make 120, 150 and yeah. run a crew and have commission work and you can make great money. But my husband's in construction, so this is sort of his beef. But they'll go to, like, community events where they're talking to West Data schools about, you know, how to help these kids come up in the construction program. And hands down, they're like, yeah, all the school counselors say we should be going to college. Ugh. They tell us not to do this. Yeah. And it's, it's just perpetually. good if that's, like, in your wheelhouse. And exactly. you love moving and you love and being outside and you love... Exactly. So we have that. And then we have a lot of parents that aren't okay with that, that feel like that's a low-class job, you know? So, Whereas most high or most college graduates are hard-pressed to make over a hundred grand, like with just a bachelor's degree in business. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you're, and you know debt, like you can go to a Votech school and... <laughs> And then you're a journey that you basically get paid to be trained. I mean, it's just, it's just really unfortunate that we have these cultural biases against yeah. certain industries. So, because if you're good at it and you enjoy it, you're probably much more likely to make good money at it than. Yeah. So right? true. It's just interesting to me that 
you can look down on, like you said, a plumber or whatever, but if you find like your wheelhouse and what you're good at, there's money to be made. That's not ever the issue. Exactly. Where do teens find values tests like that? Do you have? I have one on my link tree. I use a manual one because I feel like it's better, but there is one on my link tree. Awesome. Skills would be another one. And that's just sort of tuning into like, what kinds of activities do they like to do every day? And we break those down and categorize them into different categories to, to tell which ones they would like to do more, which ones are exhausting to them. And that just gives you a better idea of what types of roles you would be interested in based on what, what kinds of things you like to do. And the last thing is just general interests, kind of how you're wired, what you're wired to do. And so you can't really look at just your interests. So I have an example of this. There's a guy named Dr. James Naismith that was the basketball coach at KU. And he actually invented the game of basketball in the late 1800s. He was the guy that invented the game. Wow. <laughs> and he was the first coach and he organized a little league and they got it going. And he has the worst winning record of all the coaches at KU ever. <laughs> And so what this tells me is even though he loved, he obviously loved the game, he invented the yeah. game of basketball, but it's a different skill set. So you could have somebody that loves to bake cookies and they, everybody says, you should start a business baking cookies. These are amazing. But that doesn't necessarily mean they should be a baker and own a bakery because that's a very different set of skills. So sometimes we just have this one kind of narrow focus on how we choose what we want to do. And that's why you have to kind of look at this all combined and use that to search job roles and job descriptions. And that will kind of clue you in as to what types of work you want to do. Oh, that's so awesome. Cause like, that's just how it always was looked at. I think in the past, let's look at all your skills. Let's see what you have strengths in with your skill set. Like it's not just the thing that you like to do. It's the things right. that you naturally are good at. You might not even realize you're good at them. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of the skills that you use in the workplace, you don't necessarily use in school that much. Oh. And so you have to really think about that in order to decide what you really like to do. And this is also where parents are really helpful because they've had work experience. They know their kids really well. And they're really able to help steer kids yeah. to understand what types of skills and things they like to use. Awesome. Anyway, the, the, after you go through this process of sort of identifying types of roles that you want to do, the next thing to do would be to conduct like informational interviews, which is Awesome, because basically all you have to do is talk to somebody and you have some questions about what's your day like, um, what, what are your challenges in your industries, just some basic questions. And then if you can do a few of those, then maybe from there you can pick one or two jobs that you might like to shadow. And this is also really awesome because you're making connections. You're making connections with people in industries and you never know down the road where that can come in handy. This is probably the area that I get the most pushback from teens. Um, they don't want to do this part. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that you can't really force a person to do. 
all you can do is just say, if you do this, it's going to really help you down the road. And some kids will respond and some kids will not. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, because we've been anticipating talking with you. And there were so many opportunities when I was told, like, interview somebody, shadow somebody. And I went like the easy route and like interviewed my dad who I already knew what his job was like, <laughs> whatever, like so lazy. And I was a very studious person, but like, I have to give a pitch to you teens. This seriously is really hard to do. It's awkward. You have to ask questions that are going to feel unnatural to you. You have to put yourself out there and go and go like, not just the extra mile. Like it's even more than the extra mile. You are like, Doing something that has no, it, you can't see the reward in sight. But right. when you like push yourself to do that, first of all, you've accomplished something scary and you can be proud of yourself for doing it. So for that alone, you should do it and try it. And luckily you have someone like Heather here who can guide you on like the types of questions to ask and don't waste your time at the wrong type of positions. Like don't go and talk to some random position that you have no idea what they're doing, you know, do some research before you do it. But it is so valuable. And, and when I interact with people who are doing research like that, or, you know, shadowing, and they come to me at my position now, I, first of all, would recommend that you act incredibly professional, because you have no idea what kind of impression you're going to leave. And there have been people that have had unpaid positions with jobs that I've had. And I have been I've been trying to get them to come back and work with me because I've seen what kind of job they do when they were unpaid. I can't imagine what they would do when they were, when they were paid. So, you know, it is a huge opportunity and you get to have a chance to learn and it is something you can learn. Maybe you don't like a position or you like a position or you, maybe you find some things that you value, like you love working with people or you like working with children. You like working with numbers. You like working with, you know, filing systems, you, there are so many things you'll learn by actually getting in and really like pushing yourself. It is so scary though. Like I know that I definitely resisted that and I, it, I didn't cheat, but I didn't try, you know? Right. <laughs> well, and I guess my response to that is what's more uncomfortable to you. Like, is it more uncomfortable to you to go three years into a major? You've already declared your major. You've already spent a ton of money and time on it. Is that comfortable for you to have to go back and do a whole other couple years of school and prerequisites and or end up in a field that you don't love or want to be in? People don't want to think that the stakes are high, but the stakes are high. They just are. And that's kind of a product of the cost of education and where we're at right now. But it's also just a product of us not wanting to waste a bunch of our time. You want to get out and get into the real world and you don't want to keep being a student forever. And so it's, it's worth it to be a little bit uncomfortable now and to have, feel like you have more direction later. Yeah. I love that. Erica was just talking about all the things that you'll learn. And in my experience, when I did shadow someone as a junior in high school, 
I discovered that I hated doing something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then it helped me not waste time doing it. You know, I thought mm -hmm. I wanted to be a dental hygienist and I went and shadowed a dental hygienist and it was awful. So it's just a great experience both ways. You're either going to learn that this is what I want and you have direction and you can follow and ask questions and really understand what college would be best. Or you can go, this is not what I want. I need to go back to the drawing board. Right. Well, and honestly, every student, you guys can always just say, I'm working on a research product project because you exactly are and you're a student. Yeah. And if you can do this professionally, you are already giving yourself an edge on the general population because most kids aren't willing to do this. Yeah. And this alone, this one singular effort alone will take you places. Totally. This isn't necessarily about picking, I am going to do this exact job for the rest of my life. And in fact, that's quite unlikely that you're going to be able to assess exactly what you are going to do at this point in your life. Yeah. But I call this kind of a pursuit in career minimalism. First of all, we have this mentality where it's like, you can be anything that you want to be. And in theory, you can, but you're going to be better and you're going to enjoy some things more than other things. Yeah. And so we just want to narrow it down. It's like going into the clearance section and it's like, I can't even, it's too much. It's overwhelming. And so if we can just start to whittle that down for you, by the time you leave high school, you at least maybe know a couple of fields you're interested in. If you do decide to go to college, which colleges would be best? That's what we're aiming for. We're not aiming to pigeonhole you in one job and you need to pick that today. Yeah. So for maybe some seniors who are listening, what do you suggest to them? Like, because some of them, may they've probably already picked a college. They've right. probably already circled a major, whether or not they picked it. You know, they just are like, right. oh, what do I do? You know, what would you suggest to our seniors or our young college students? My suggestion to young college students would be to go to talk to your counselor immediately with whatever major you're doing just so that you know why you're there and what you're doing because there are so many students out there that are like, they're going in blind, they've been in there blind, and have been hoping to have a graduation in the future. Right. Yeah, if you're waiting for just this epiphany, you know, it, it's not going to happen. You have got to make this a priority and you have got to put some work and effort into it. Now, I'm sure that I had career counselors at my college. Did I go to see them? No, I did not. I never did go see them. Didn't even cross my mind. I think that they can help, but even career counselors may not know the industry that you are interested in. So to me, my advice is the sooner the better yeah. and carve out some time each week to spend on this. Perfect. Yeah. Each week. Everybody can do that. Each week, spend an hour, and really within a month, you'll have a much better idea. Talk to people that you really know that know you. Just talking back and forth about it will help you. This process that I go through with teens, by the end, we can write a general resume based on their strengths and their abilities and their skills. This is just like soft skills. These are things that you could take to any job because yeah. they're transferable skills. Again, with the changes in the job market that we have coming up, these are so important because people are probably going to have to cross-function and they're going to have to collaborate a lot more and the learning 
And the continuing education is going to be a much bigger component for up-and-coming generations. Now, one last thing I do want to talk about, because Generation Z, our teenagers here that we're talking to now, they love entrepreneurship. They love the gig economy. They love freelancing. They love the whole flexibility of it. It's um, pretty popular with the Generation Z. Another thing that I like to work with kids that are interested in entrepreneurship is going over the attributes and the qualities that they have and what they need to develop to be successful at that because it sounds super appealing and it, I think it is possible for anybody. You can always build a team of people to complement your deficiencies, but it's also something that kids should also not go into blind either. Yeah. So. That's a really good point. Do you mind giving us a summary of what steps our teens need to do to start on this path? Sure. Yeah. So um, the first thing you're going to want to do is what I call self-connection. You're going to want to just get in touch with who you are and what's important to you. That's a big, big part of it. And then you're going to want to use that information to start searching for jobs and possible positions that you would be interested in. And then you are going to use that to start networking and trying to find contacts of people that you can talk to about the areas that you're interested in. And then from that, you're going to whittle it down to a couple things, then look for possible educational opportunities or paths to get that experience that you need to be successful. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So you're telling me that I could send a team to you and you would help them go through this process? You take clients and do this? Yeah, I do. I have. Um, I've done it with adults when I was in HR and we went through a layoff process, which was unfortunate, but this is sort of where I got my taste of this. Yeah. Well, and people having to find new jobs and find new positions and going through this process with them of kind of rebranding themselves a bit. That's where it all started. But yeah, I, I really do prefer to work with teens and their parent just because that's not always possible and it's not necessarily has to be that way. But parents, their support, their buy-in is big. Like we yeah. need their buy-in and we need their insight. It's super helpful. And I also do it in a group setting too. I've done that as well. I just feel like you're such a fantastic resource for these teens to keep this on their mind. I like the hour, just an hour a week to focus on this. I think that would be pivotal for them. Right. And help them keep it on their mind. When you have senioritis and you're sick of high school, especially that last semester, hey, take an hour a week. You're looking forward to the future anyway. You're done here. It's a great time for you to spend some time thinking about what you want to do. I love that. So, Heather, we have our question that we ask all of our guests, and we want to ask you before we wrap up, if you could tell your teenage self one thing, what would it be? Okay, I absolutely know what this is for me, and that is that I would just learn to love who I was, be okay with who I was, and embrace that. and. Um, not try to feel like I have to do everything and be this well-rounded, complete person where I should be able to do everything. That if I know who I am and I focus on those things, that that is enough. And that will take me much further than looking at trying to do all the things. Just focus on my best things. Awesome. I love that. 
Thank you so much for coming on. So where can our teens and our listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram under Aligned Ambition. That's where I am. You guys, she posts really relevant things that are going to help you. I highly suggest following along. And every time she posts, you can remind yourself that this is something you need to be thinking about and carving time out each week. Thank you, Heather. We love having you. Thanks so much. I just want to wrap up because I thought this episode was so empowering. I love the idea of getting to know yourself better and learning some vocabulary that goes along with what your skills and your values and your strengths are. Even if you did this process solely for the purpose of getting to know yourself better, I still think that's so valuable, and I really encourage you to do that. I do think it's so empowering to have a better idea of what your future is going to look like and have the research to back up your plans so that you feel confident in telling people what your plans are. There's nothing more uncomfortable than knowing what you want to do, but feeling not very confident in sharing with why you're doing it. We hope that this episode has been helpful to you, and we really hope that you get to know yourself even better through this process. You are amazing and you should love the things that you love. Be you and be excited about being you. This episode has sparked so much crazy coincidences. I just have to share with you guys what is going on. Tawny and I live in Eagle, Idaho, and we happen to find out during the recording of this episode that Heather actually lives right next to us, like literally within five minutes of our homes. And We were so excited and pumped about what she was sharing with us and what she's doing that we just had to talk with her more. So we've actually met with her three times since recording this episode, and we actually pushed it back a couple of weeks because we just felt like there was more that needed to happen with this. This aligns so perfectly with what it is we're trying to do here. We talk about some really inspiring, wonderful things, but we have found that sometimes it can feel really overwhelming with all the good ideas and information, and this is so practical. You get to come away from doing this experience with things that are so tangible and so individualized for you. We just had to team up with Heather so that we could bring this to as many people as possible. So be watching out because we are developing a course with Heather that we are going to be a part of. We want to be a part of this process. Both of us feel so strongly that if we would have had something like this when we were teens, it would have helped us feel so much more guided to what we really wanted to do in our lives and at least feel some more confidence in our personality types. There are so many levels of why this can be so valuable to you, but I think to know your strengths and be able to have words that really make sense to you and be able to use those in different settings are so helpful. If you're able to do this process with your parents, your relationship is going to benefit. They're going to understand you better as a person and be able to help you appreciate your strengths better. What makes this so unique is that Heather is able to take all these tests and help you use the things that you've learned to find careers and to help you realize why those things fit with your personality type. And it is so exciting when you get to see that there is something out there that's going to speak to you. I personally have found so much power in finding out more truth about who I really am. 
knowing what really makes me feel happy and fulfilled and focusing on those things instead of focusing on my weaknesses. If you want to know more about the consultations that are offered by Aligned Ambition, go to our website. We have the link in our bio and you can sign up to be able to be a part of these programs or individual consultations. We promised a giveaway, so here it is. Be watching this week on Instagram on both of our accounts as we do the giveaway. We will be giving away a strengths consultation with Heather individually. This includes the strengths test and a consultation individually with Heather. We are doing this process with her, and it seriously is so valuable, and her experience in this is what makes it so much better. I don't know about you, but I've taken a few of these tests before, and I sometimes feel overwhelmed with all the information. So she's really helping me, and I know that you will love working with her. We will put the link in the description and be watching us on Instagram for that giveaway. Good luck. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.